experimental unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the desirable mutations. They call themselves the Bad Batch. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And today, we're continuing a story that we left off last week. Uh, and that story is Jeremiah's season two of Jeremiah's Bad Batch uh, fan fiction. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so tonight's I'm really be pretty juicy. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so this is episodes, we're going to be covering episodes three and four, correct? Yep. Cool. Uh, so just get pumped, everyone, for that. Uh, really quickly, I'd like to welcome um, everyone who is currently watching on Twitch and give a shout out to the Empire Radio Discord channel, Ooh. the Imperial Fleet. Uh, so shout out to you if you're in that already and you're listening to it later or watching on YouTube or whatever. Uh, we're glad you're there. And for those of you that aren't in the Discord channel already, you can you can join. If you're a fan of the show and you love Star Wars and you're not going to be rude or post really inappropriate things, you can join. And you can do that by going to our Instagram and our Facebook, both of which are at Empire Radio Podcast. There are links uh, in the bio on our Instagram, and there's a pinned link on Facebook that you can go to. Click the link. You join um, I don't remember off the top of my head how many people we have total, but like there's, like, like I think so it's like around 25. Yeah. So. There's like a solid group of like 10 people that are pretty active consistently. Um, consistently. Like yeah. Every day I look at my phone, I'm like, do I catch up? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the awesome thing is that if, if you're looking for a way, if, if you don't hate us for whatever reason, <laughs> Uh, from listening to the podcast and you want to actually get to know us, you want to chat with us about Star Wars and stuff, this is the way to do it. Um, we've been having some really cool conversations with people. Uh, most recently, the hot topic has been the Light of the Jedi book, which Jeremiah is reading. Yep. Yep. Yeah, how do you not have that button? I, I keep Dude, you have one job. <laughs> I have a lot of jobs. <laughs> Um, but Jeremiah is reading the book. And so if, if all goes according to plan, we are going to be discussing that more formally in a podcast episode, the first week of February. Um, so far guys, what's your thought? Well, if you want to know my my comments, you have to go into the discord to find out. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, uh, assessment of the first part of the book, which I have finished, I have given a one sentence, uh, yeah, I, I was hoping to get a little bit. I'm. I just finished chapter twenty five. I think. Holy smokes! Wow, someone's Today. flexing. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Do it gets... Yeah. Part I'm, one. You can't. Like, you can't say anything because I'm in part two, but I'm not as far as you are into part two. 
and, and I haven't even started. I haven't started part two yet. Let's yeah. just say Jeremiah, just start part two because part one was a lot of building, and this is just it's just going. going well, I mean, to be fair, part one was really good, in oh, my I, opinion. I, I loved part one. So well, I guess we're not waiting for Discord. <laughs> no, we are waiting for Discord. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, but listen, all, all that to say, look, this this isn't us keeping things from you. If you're just, you know, kind of a casual listener to the podcast, or even a reoccurring listener that, you know, really enjoys listening to us every week, this isn't us trying to keep things from you. This is us trying to give you another opportunity to to be involved with the community. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I know the other guys have. Um, and I know our Imperial fleet members have also really enjoyed it as well. So yeah, and and just because you guys don't want to do a Discord, you don't have to. We are going to do a full discussion podcast episode on that. So don't feel like you're oh, not yeah, going to yeah, 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 hear yeah. our response about this book. Like, we are planning on doing it. Um, but, yeah. So far, I, I enjoy it. Um, weird thing, you guys. So I just found out I'm two years behind. But my favorite Star Wars book, The Lost Star... I didn't realize had like a manga version, a three part series. Yep. That's also this it's still like the same quality from and I had no idea. Yeah. And I was uh, at Barnes Leia, and Noble. I Leia saw the Leia Bertha. one dropped. Yeah. Her it just dropped like this past summer. Yeah. So there's mangas out there, you guys. And I didn't anyway, know that. And I bought all anyway. the Lost Star ones. So I'm pretty okay. excited. Um, so Jeremiah, I wanted to tell you that, uh, my brother-in-law shout yeah. out. I don't know if, I don't know if he's actually watching tonight. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, but my brother-in-law is, has been a recent kind of, you know, listener. He's been like binge going back and binging a lot of our episodes to get caught up on stuff and everything. And so he did go back and binge watch season one, really Ooh. enjoyed it. But he told me this weekend that if you were allowed to write stories and you actually wrote them with the cliffhangers that you do in this series, he doesn't know how long you would have a job in Hollywood Damn, because of oh. how good they are. I mean, like it's a, it's a good thing. It's not like he was like, I got a lot of juicy cliffhangers coming yeah. up. I can tell you that. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, what, if we, so, yeah. what if we found out like Jeremiah's real calling is to write stories like this. And like, he's just sitting, I start writing star Wars novels. <laughs> he's just sitting at his like casual job right now. Not realizing that his future is actually writing star Wars novels. Jeremiah, you might need to start applying for roles I, I did actually the other day go to, to lucasfilm website and look at their jobs but did you apply for any it's i didn't qualify for anything oh darn <laughs> yeah. you have to you have need 10 years experience in at was... ilm to do this job like <laughs> no thanks sorry their jobs are you you have to be top notch to get like an entry position at lucasfilm aside from like a male or something you know but all right. Anyway. So, yeah. So, we are starting episodes. Th we're going to be going through episodes three and four of Jeremiah's uh, season two of Jeremiah's Bad Batch fan fiction. Uh, so, without further ado, uh, I I'd like to do my favorite part of the episode. They fly now? Shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that, dude. You're no welcome. one, no one needed that. I needed that. I needed that. Anyways, story time, right. Jeremiah. Take story time. Away. 
So just a quick recap from the first two episodes of season two. Um, Hunter and Echo, or not sorry, Hunter and Tech, they introduced their plan to everyone about how they want to use nanodroids to enter a clone system and have it deter- like take away the biochip rather than having to do a surgery on individual people. So they're trying to figure this out, blah, blah, blah. And um, Crosshair determines that the best way forward with this nano plan is to go to Camino, put the nanotech nanodroids into the water system and save all the clones there, halting the production of the empire's military and setting them 10 years back. That's the best way to start saving clones. And so, um, they're only, they have two leads, um, on where they know nano droids, uh, were at some point. And their first lead was to go back to Skanko Minor, where Echo was rescued from by, uh, by the Bad Batch, because uh, he knew that there were uh, nanodroids there. They go there um, to a facility where they were at one point, and they came up empty-handed, but they knew that the nanodroids there were transferred to Coruscant, which was where their second lead was. And uh, during that time on Skanko Minor, 14 clones Gave their life for the cause. Oof. Gee, yeah, that so. was a that was a heavy, heavy episode. It was, and so now uh, we're picking up right at pretty much right after last episode. And so season three, or episode three, is entitled seventy nines. So this oh yeah, seventy nine yeah. apostrophe s. Um, so. Uh, the clones that went to um, Skako Minor, they have returned to their the base that they are on a random planet with the the light cruiser um, in hiding on, in the outer rim, and they so they return back to this base, and everyone that's returned that survived is just pissed because they just lost fourteen yeah. soldiers that's brothers, fair. and they think that was a failure, even though they got a lead. Um, and but a lot of the clones that were left back um, that didn't go on a mission, they're especially pissed because they're like fourteen of our brothers just died for no reason, and you know they uh, like the, the ones that are like the new recruits kind of the clones, the shinies who have no really experience with the effects of the biochip in their mind. Um, they're the most conflicted because they don't really have any say in all this they don't really know what's going on because and so they don't really they're the most conflicted they're the most upset um but hunter says that you know he's trying to to you know address things hey we still have a lead like we know that uh there's nanodroids on coruscant uh there's a tech facility there and uh we have to go to coruscant break into this facility and get the nanodroids and so everyone's so pissed but like what are they going to do? They have to follow the leadership, which is basically Hunter, the Bad Batch, Rex, and whatnot. And so um, they're talking about this facility, and uh, Tech is familiar with the facility because obviously, you know, he has to do with Tech. So a Tech facility is that's kind of influenced by the Empire. It's only natural. Yeah. It's only natural. So it makes he, sense. He, he knows the place. He's been there, but he doesn't know the ins and outs of the whole building. So, um, he didn't work 
sanitation. He didn't work sanitation. Ah, dang. And so he, so the the plan is, uh, they're going to, when they get to Coruscant, they they're going to try and find, uh, clones that work at that tech facility, um, use their the little uh, surgery machines that they have to they latch onto the head to remove those chips, wake them up, and uh, use them to get into the tech facility. Um, and so, but their concern is, well, Bad Batch and all these clones that have been saved have been, they're, they're assuming that they're on a watch list by the Empire. That um, if they get a scanner or something, they go through a scanner and they get caught, like, that's going to trigger an alarm, blah, blah, blah. And so they're kind of worried, how are they going to get to Coruscant? Because they can't show up in a stolen, like, cruiser, like, it's not going to work. And so that's fair. Um, what they decide is they have to find some uh, a, a system somewhere that has a um, large enough population where they could find a, a, like a cargo ship or a large ship that's kind of more civilian and generic and not something that would be recognized by the Empire. Um, so that would be large enough to carry... Uh, a group of clones, but also large enough to uh, fill up with uh, crates of nanodroids. So, um, obviously, it has to be a non-military ship, and so the, they go to find a system that's you know a few systems away, and they go there. They take a couple of their smaller ships that they've they've been able to steal, and they're going to trade one of those ships for a cargo ship because it's a pretty a military ship for a basic cargo ship would be a good trade and so um but the thing is because they're trying to stay low-key um they don't want to obviously reveal themselves as clones anywhere in the galaxy unless they have to and so they're only going with uh four tech hunter and then two regs will be going uh on this mission to get a ship and so they find a planet blah 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 the next day and they take the two ships down and they go to this city. That's kind of like, it's not like a huge city, but it's a decent sized city. Um, and they're kind of like, well, you know, where can, where's the best place to buy starships, blah, 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 and blah, blah. And they're kind of going around. And so they find some places that are selling ships. Um, and it's like classic scene of like a car salesman, like, but with starships, like trying to like cheat, cheat with like, Oh, this is the best one on the lot, but like it's not that great. I always wanted to know how that worked. Like you just like just find one, because I don't think we've ever seen someone purchase a ship in Star Wars. Now we did see someone sell one in A New Hope. I mean, it was a speeder. It was a land speeder. It wasn't a ship. Not, no, uh, I don't. <laughs> but they, of course, they have they have well, manufacturers and dealers. I mean, yeah, I'm just always curious how it works. I same, feel like same thing. Like you just go, you the take your new, credits. The new ship of the the year, like you know, yeah. Like, what what is the hot ship coming out? Okay, <laughs> well, you've read Light of the Part One of the Light of the Jedi, so there are there are actually a few references to like new ships and kind of that cycle in that book. True. Yeah, I just yeah, feel so. like if. 
if Hondo ever got in tough times and had to go into like sales, he'd be like a <laughs> car salesman. Yeah. yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they're kind of going from lot to lot trying to find good things. And obviously the salesmen are trying to like cheat to get a good deal, but like tech is there with them. So he has like can scan the ship like, uh, sorry, this has a fuel leak. Uh, you lied about that. And so he's he knows how to get a good ship. And so they find one. At, at a dealership or whatever and i kind of picture that as like a kind of like the sand crawler in on tatooine but like a ship version but like and smaller so it's kind of like that brownish kind of boxy type of thing that's kind of like what i had in my mind when i was writing this and so uh they trade one of their smaller uh military ships for this one and they're kind of doing the paperwork blah 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 <laughs> And um, from a distance, I hate car paperwork. It is. I was going to say, do you have to have like, how does insurance work? Okay, don't. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. Does it cover every galaxy? At this point, yeah. Where does your your liability stop? Does does it cover hyperspace? USA does not cover Tatooine. We will not help you out of the ditch. That's not how this is going to work. Roadside assistance, but for hyperlanes. (laughs) Yeah. I would actually think that insurance is not a thing. Because well, like it is, shit goes no one down, pays for it. right? That's what I'm saying. Like we've never seen anyone be like, "Ah, I just got into a fender bender on Coruscant. Let me call my insurance agency." Like the, yeah. that doesn't happen. You just you just eat it. Like you eat the cost. Well, and I guess if you crash, like the chance of you surviving is that's slim. Pretty, pretty. Well, I don't know. Uh, they do have really good safety measures there. So, I mean, if they thought through escape pods. True. They have to have like airbags. But I I wonder though if you like if you launch the skate park, like all your insurance just goes out the window. Like No, your insurance would cover the escape pod. Hmm. See, this is where it gets it covers the vehicle and the anyways, Jeremiah <laughs> Jeremiah's gonna look on his face. Anyway. So while they're doing the paperwork for this uh trade, from a distance Someone, someone is watching the clones. Oh, like they're and like, oh, and he gets on a radio, uh huh, and he says that he has spotted two clones and two others because he doesn't recognize the Bad Batch members, right? Because they look different. Two others trading a military ship, and this is considered treason by the Empire to sell a military ship to civilians. And this person is this. Is this our Dexter? Jester. Dexter. Jester? Jetster. Is this our cameo that Drew was, was hoping for? No. Dang it. No. I was going to write him in this episode this briefly, but I was like, no, nah, screw that. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so this person turns around, and it's another clone that's undercover for the Empire in oh. the Outer Rim, just kind of surveying, making sure if any Jedi walk by, like he can... Um, yeah so um he radios in and this is kind of like where i kind of screwed up the story a little bit because it doesn't really make sense but we're just gonna go with it okay Um, all right (laughs) um but so so it's undercover club he radios in and while they're uh leaving the dealership um 
two TIE fighters are coming from the distance to come investigate. So, what did you, wait, yeah. what was that? Two what? TIE fighters come. Oh, gosh. Uh, they fly now? Uh, <laughs> I was actually thinking on a side note, I was actually thinking about like having sound effects to make this more like an audiobook. No. But we're too far in now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, too far in. Um, anyway, so TIE fighters are showing up. So I guess there's a military presence on this planet that's yeah. kind of like in hiding. But So two TIE fighters come, and Hunter and Tech, they see it, like, oh, crap. So they jump into the cargo ship, and the two regs, they go run to go get into the other military ship, the smaller one that they had that brought. And so... Uh, both take off and there's an aerial chase in the sky and uh, they realize that there's no way that the cargo ship will be able to escape these TIE fighters without um, the regs and the other ship making a sacrifice. And so they put themselves between the TIE fighters and the cargo ship just enough time for the cargo ship to get away. So the regs, they sacrifice themselves, they get shot down, they're dead. So there's minus two regs. Oh. And the cargo ship wow. is able to they're get... Like, they're really just cannon fodder at this yeah, point, they're just... aren't they? <laughs> well, they're, they, they believe in the cause so much of oh. what they're doing that they are knowing that their sacrifice could leave, lead to millions of clones being saved. At least that's what they're thinking. That's, and so, that's honorable. I like that. So... Um, the cargo ship is able to get to hyperspace and get out of there. Um, and so in the investigation on that planet of what happened there, they realized that, yes, this was Clone Force 99 because the ships that they trade, the one that they traded and the one that was shot down were one stolen from uh, previous encounters with Bad Batch. And so, and they do did identify like a, a cargo ship model like they know what it, it is like the model but they're so generic like there's millions of them throughout the galaxy but it's at like least they base prius basically ah and nice and so they have that in mind or the the, the empire knows that this ship is with the bad batch um and so they arrive back at base with the cargo ship but they kind of are thinking they're in a bad situation now because they now know that the Empire knows that they're in a nearby system. They can't have gone too far. So they know that they can't stay on this planet, and so they have to pack up and leave and hide somewhere else. Um, and so they decide this, and it's like, well, now we have to go to Coruscant like ASAP because we have to get there before they really put like a big mandate on trying to find this ship or anything like that or whatever so uh they everyone packs up they leave they leave the planet and a group goes to coruscant with this cargo ship and so that group is rex bad batch uh minus crosshair because he's obviously still sidelined he's, he's still recovering he's, he's still recovering and trying to train his new eye um <laughs> And then plus 10 more clones. And so Crosshair, he's still pissed because he wants to join it because he thinks he can, because his, his shooting is getting better. And he's like, I should be able to be on this. But 
um, they say, no, we can't use you right now. We need a, yeah. uh, he, we're not going to need sharpshooters in Coruscant Lake. <laughs> you just can't see why they don't need him. It's okay. Yeah. And so he's, before they, the ship leaves, he goes and shoots a little bit off to, before they leave to a new plant because that's just what he does. He's I, I see what them. you did there, Andrew. I see what you did there. Thank I you, didn't see you. what you did there. He just, he just uh, couldn't see. He couldn't why. see oh. why they no. didn't want him. Yep. Yep. Okay. Keep going, and so, Jeremiah. <laughs> and so, um, let's see. I'm gonna read my notes. So they figured, okay, where are we gonna find a safe place where there's gonna be clones? And they're like, oh, we could go to the bar 79s because everyone's off duty that goes there. And so that's going to be a fairly safe place to go where there's going to be tons of clones and there's not going to be a risk of, or a large risk of being killed. And so um, they find the tech facility where it is and they, um, let's see, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So they know that the the workers at the tech facility, the clones that work there, they have like a little like like a little emblem on their uniform that's I th- I just kind of made it up as like a little like orange little like squiggle line type thing. So that's just what I had in my mind. So it's like a little marking. So they, okay, these people are the ones that would work at the tech facility. So if they see them at the bar, then they know that those are their targets to like stay on target. Yes. And so um, they go to the bar. So they, let's see. All right, so they go to the bar. And obviously they don't want to make a big thing where like all a group of them walk in at the same time. So, and they don't want to want the Bad Batch to members to be seen because they're obviously very, they look different than the other clones and they're being wanted by the whole empire so rex and bad batch they kind of lead from uh afar they kind of like um tech he kind of he made made little like cameras to put inside the helmets of the good clones to like kind of like monitor everything um so rex and the bad batch taking a monitor what's going on inside without actually being there and so Let me just read. And so, okay, so they get to 79s and they figure, okay, usually when people are at 79s, they're on leave for a few days. So they know that if some of these clones go missing, they're not going to be alerted like the next day that they're missing. Like they have a few days to not be searched for. And so um, they get there towards kind of like in the evening at sunset type time. And it's probably during happy hour. Probably. Yeah. And so, so they, they get there at night when everyone's starting to get drinking and it's just, you know, a little happy. Everyone's getting happy. Everyone's getting happy there. And the place is, is just crawling with clones. Like it's perfect. That's a good band name. Crawling Crawling with clones. clones. I feel like that's like a hit single more than a name. What? What genre I, would that be? Jazz. Duh. All right. Anyways. <laughs> and so, so they get, 
So they they enter in the clones with the cameras. They enter into the uh, bar and they're kind of searching around. And they they do they find some clones that work at the tech facility. Very like convenient. So uh, there's uh, they find that there's seven actually there, and so five of them they're they're already being they're already on their way to getting plastered. So right. <laughs> They they hang out with those five, and once they're pretty drunk, they say, "All right, we gotta get you out of here, brother. Let's get a cab." And so they get cabs, and it brings them to the cargo ship, obviously. And so that's where they capture them and hold them hostage while they're doing their surgery and all that stuff. So that's their plan: is they're just throwing them in cabs and like making it look not like super casual. They have and an so, illegal, like, <laughs> cab trafficking ring, basically un, unchecked yeah, clones. Wow. <laughs> um, and so, and then there's two more that are just kind of casually drinking, um, but you know, the our our good clones they start chatting them up and buying them drinks to try and get them drunk, and so. They, cause they 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 need as many as all the help they can get. So they don't just want five; they want these other two that are there. And so they get drunk. And all right, you know, there's last two, so they escort those two out. And as they're leaving, um, Rex sees something on the video feed, and he tells one of the clones to turn, like, to stop and go turn back and look into the back corner, and. There's a big group of clones that are around a table cheering one of the clones who's being like a heavy drinker. Like he's like just taking shots and he's just like everyone's chewing him on. And when he, the camera sees who this clone is, Rex gets is shocked. And it's Commander Wolf. Ah. And so. We know in Rebels, yes, that Wolf is with Rex because his chip was removed. Jeremiah, you missed the best part. You could have said, "Wolf, there he is." Okay, get <laughs> out. That would have been actually pretty good. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. I like that. Oh, thank you. Like thank, it. thank you. I'm here all night. <laughs> You need to go home and rethink your life, Drew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is. Oh, well, yes, he's not home anymore because he moved. I'll but, do that. Um, but Rex sees this and he's like, he's in like a semi like panic mode. Like, like we have to get Rex or we have to get Wolf. Like, he's one of my best friends. He's a strong soldier. Like, he it would be a great asset. We need him. And he's like super like emotionally attached to this. And Bad Batch is like, no, this is too risky like we can't do this we can't risk doing any of this blah, blah blah and rex like shoves his way past them and is like no i'm going and so rex goes in to the area and he he goes to the back alley to like kind of like wait for him because he doesn't, obviously doesn't want to go inside so he's kind of waiting and um wolf ends up leaves you know sometime later later in kind of the late night and Rex follows him down the road, kind of like in a dark alley type thing. And he confronts Wolf one-on-one. 
and Wolf sees him and just freezes. And they're staring at each other. And Wolf says very kind of angrily, you are a traitor. And Rex is like, no, Wolf, we are we are brothers. And we were the ones betrayed. I'm not a traitor. We were betrayed by the Republic, by what is now the Empire. And Wolf, he just gets a smirk on his face and starts laughing and says, I'm going to kill you, Rex. Oh. And, and charges after Rex. And Rex is like, Wolf, no. And they just start wrestling on the ground. like in this Did, Hey, let me ask you something. Do you think Rex tried spinning? No, it's not if, a good trick. Yes, it is. It's been proven. 100% accurate. Always a good trick. Well... <laughs> It wasn't a good trick this time, so... Okay, so they're wrestling. They're wrestling, and um, while they're... Uh, Wolf pins Rex and says, you deserve this traitor, and he starts choking Rex, like putting all his body weight on his throat, basically, with his hands, and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And then... Um, Someone stuns Wolf and he passes out and it's Hunter and the rest of the Bad Batch. And Hunter, you know, goes up to Rex and he's like, man, are you all right? Like, we got this. Like, it's all right. You're, you're safe now type of thing. And Rex, he's super emotional. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm fine. Wrecker picks up um, Wolf and he's like, and Wrecker's like, all right, we got to get back to the ship right away. And so they... Go back to the the street, jump in a cab, and that's the end of the episode. No, wow! I was just thinking about it. Does if Rex needed a catchphrase, it oh, could be gosh. "Get Rexed." It's like "Get Wrecked," but <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> um, I think that's a good time to transition to a quick word. Uh, uh, from our sponsor, for the sponsor of today's episode, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Uh, if you don't know about him, take a quick listen to this. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. With that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. So... How many people you got watching on uh, Twitch right now? Just Tanner. Just Tanner. 
No, it's not I think just they're Tanner. Making, I think they're making fun of the my ads. I yeah, what are they saying? I don't know if they're making fun of your ads or making fun of our jokes. That's true. No, we got Anyways. other people in here as well. We got Johan's in here. And yeah, chat's yeah, actually, the... chat's booming right now. Yeah, uh, we've we've got some some repeat chatters. I don't know why I said it that way. We've got some returning chatters. It's like they're they're being arrested or something. Uh, so just just another repeat. reminder. Just listen. This is another reminder for those of you that are not uh, catching our live streams on Twitch that you should. It's fun. It's easy to make an account. I didn't have a Twitch account before we started doing this, but I'm in the chat. I'm watching the chat. It's fun. And at the end of this episode, like we did last week, we're going to ask our people in the chat here what they thought of the Bad Batch fan fiction episodes, those two. So if you want to give your opinion next time, join our Twitch streams. Hit Go go find us. Drew, give us, give us the information for that so they can go follow us and be notified On when Twitch. we go live. It yes. is twitch.tv slash Empire Radio. Empire Radio is one word. Um, like I said, that's this twitch.tv slash empire radio. Also, it's really fun because they're like making fun of our jokes, I think, more than anything. Yeah. It's mostly like who's winning the joke race. There might be people taking some death sticks on every joke. Who knows? Like, it's the chat's wild right now. So, yeah, Jeremiah, sure. Jeremiah, there was a lot of talk about death sticks while you yes. were talking about them being in the book. <laughs> <laughs> what are they partying okay. with death sticks yeah and yeah it's it's fun so if you are listening and you do want to interact with us live um that is a way twitch.tv slash empire radio um but this episode will go live also on youtube and that that's another way you can watch our us as well so oh and by the way during the commercial break here Oh, you were productive. I was productive. We have an air horn now if we need it. <laughs> so the, the air horn is only used when me or Andrew or Jeremiah make bad jokes. Is that is that a thing? Or ah, uh, it has to. No, it, I'll, it, I'll tell you this: this next episode, you want to get your finger ready on one of those buttons because oh. there's going to be something that's going to happen. You're going to get super excited, and you're going to want to burr, burr, hit burr, that. Burr. You're going to want to hit over time. But wow. is it weird that I prefer Jeremiah's version of the air horn than the actual air horn? Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah's version is like the best version of the air it's horn. like a car horn. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, so what are your guys' thoughts on 79s? Um, I think it was slower. It was. But it needed to be because of whatever is about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Any theories? Any anything? Because nothing, nothing new really, except for Wolf. But they capture Wolf, right? They capture and Wolf and their taxi. Yep. Um, what can you describe what this taxi looks like? Because I'm just thinking, like, if you ever seen Friends, like Phoebe's well, we see, car that she has. Well, we see when we are when we see 79s in the Clone Wars. Yeah, we see taxis. Like a, we see taxis, and it's just yeah. like a yellow speeder. Like I don't. That's okay. I was gonna. I, I since we're between episodes, this is no longer canon in my fan fiction. But <laughs> I was gonna have the the final 
cab that they put Wolf in, I was gonna have that as Dax, like his his uh his cafe diner. Yeah, went out of business, and he had to become a cab driver. And so you were you weren't gonna like get a name drop. You were just gonna see him in there, like that look, guy looks familiar. That was him, but I didn't do that because I didn't want to. Well, all right, once, we had a, we had a came, the new tax codes and stuff like that that got implemented just way hindered his business. So that's, that's what fair. I was so so now that begs it begs to to question how does how do taxes work in in Star Wars? I think, I think it's kind of like in the yeah. biblical times where they knock on your door and demand money. I don't Sounds like something the Empire would but do, but it's stormtroopers. But like, but storm also, troopers. I feel like you can outrun Not that pretty easily. Huh? Yeah, you just shoot them. True. I mean, they're not a good shots. So. You know, it seems to work in all the other all right. Star Wars movies. Anyways, so <laughs> episode four, right? Episode four. So, if you follow us on Instagram, you know that this episode title was censored on the list of the episodes. That it was posted. redacted. It was redacted because it's a pretty juicy title. And the thing is, I'm not going to tell you the title until we get to a certain point in this episode because it's very juicy, very spoilery. And it has to do with why you need to have your finger ready on that button. Okay. So keep that and keep it ready. I will. And and guys, we actually, Drew and I don't know the titles. No, I actually have no idea. It was inappropriate. That's why it was taken off Instagram. So. Uh, you said I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, we the next episode picks off picks up in the morning, late morning, and so this is when it's about fourteen hours after those uh, first clones were taken from the bar. Um, so fourteen hours is kind of where they're at now for the uh, the effects of the biochip to wear off once after they have surgery. So this is kind of late morning. Um, and then like say like clone, 10 o'clock. I was thinking like 11, 1130. Yeah, that's really late. That's like brunch. That's like after brunch. Right. And so, uh, the clones are starting to, you know, come to their senses now. Um, but Wolf, he was the last one. So he's not going to kind of come to his senses till, you know, a few hours later, like an early afternoon. So they late. took his chip out. Yeah, they all had. They went to the cargo ship where they were parked, and they had. They just did the surgeries in there, and so. Jeremiah, did you ever see the marvelous misadventures of Flapjack? No. The TV show on Cartoon Network. No. Okay, because there was a doc, there was a doctor. Uh, it was very like nautical. It was a very nautical themed show, and it was supposed to take place, you know, back where you know, before technology and stuff like that. But there was a doctor, like an old-timey doctor, and he always said surgery really weird. And for some reason, every time you say surgery, I hear it exactly the way what? he said it. It surgery? doesn't matter. Okay. He would be like, mm, surgery. And it was really creepy every time he said it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't say it like that at all. No, you didn't, but it reminds me of that every time you say it. Okay. So, listen, anyways, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, anybody, if you remember what I'm talking about, because I know there's someone out there who does, and I'm not crazy, let us know. Mm, surgery. 
All right, no, it's so, way creepier than that. Anyways, uh, so, so they went to their parking lot where the ship was parked. They're doing yep. the surgery. Yeah. Doing the surgeries. They, they're, so they're starting to wake up, come to their senses, blah, blah, blah. They're in, so then they're explaining to these clones after they've waken up, you know, what the deal is, like what happened with the biochip and um, Order, Order 66 and all that stuff. Um, and so when Wolf finally wakes up and he's explained this, um, he is super, super sad and depressed and distraught because he says that after Order 66, um, he led three missions to hunt down a Jedi, that he was put in charge of three missions to hunt down some Wolf. Jedi. And, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Please forgive me. You were ruining the moment. It was supposed to be a very emotional <sighs> moment, sad moment. Just keep going, please. So he's, he's super distraught, and he said that of those three missions, he personally killed two oh, Jedi. Oh, man. And so he's super distraught. Like, he can't believe what the Empire did to him, basically, to force him to do this without his free will, basically. Yeah, he's like right. super sad. And so when he when they explain to him why they're on Coruscant to get uh, the nanodroids, he's like, I'm in. Like, sign me up. I'm joining. Like, he's super gun-ho about doing Do, this. We don't know which two Jedi Wolf killed? No. You didn't write a cool... No, I don't, I don't have time for that. There's like, 10,000 Jedi. I don't know which ones were killed, like, in the first, like, five been, minutes. It could have been, like, he killed... He, well, he walked in right behind Anakin and killed the youngling in the corner in the back room. And then he killed the other youngling behind him. He didn't. Okay. No. Darn. These are like after the fact or after Order 66 initially. Uh, yeah. Occurred. He so said he like, led like he led groups. He of led three yeah. missions. Two and then in two of those missions, got it. he killed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, Anyways. Uh, so there was seven tech facility workers that were uh, uh, woken up and saved, and so they're they're talking about the facility and they're trying to come up with a plan on how to get these nano droids that are in the facility. And what they find out about the facility is that though clones work at the facility, it is not directly a military compound. It is kind of like a, a third party um, higher type. Well, I don't know what the term is. I forget a third, third party. So it's not, they're, it's they're contracted. Yes. Con that's what I was thinking. So they're kind of like a contracted tech facility. Um, so clones work there are always there, but it's, it's a private company basically. So um, that being said, there's not really a lot of security there. Usually at night, once everybody's gone for work, it's just kind of like, Skeleton crew, just like the guy with a nightstick walking around, kind of. Ah, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> the uh, one guy that scans all the points to make sure that they know that he walked around. Andrew knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Yep, it was bas basically Andrew Martin of NCU. Oh come on! <laughs> you're saying you weren't a good. You saying you weren't good? Is yeah, that what you're saying? No, no I would. So if you're good, then you think, oh man, these security guards are great. I hope they don't die. Yeah, well, like, they're gonna die, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh no. Andrew, you guys didn't have like scanning points that you have to scan on your like routes. 
No, we had to call things in though every 15 oh. minutes and make sure we had all the buildings checked and parking lots cleared. When I did and stuff security like that. overnights, we had like barcode scanners essentially, and we had scanned so that our superior knew that we went on patrol at night. It was the same thing with our call log. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And so they're going to go at night and they figure, all right, they're going to do the classic move. They're going to enter the building through the sewer system underneath, like classic. Ah, Classic. Classic. Like why waste your time going through the front door? Like No. Just go underneath. Yeah. And so uh, the tech facility workers notes that even though they know where the nano droids are, it's in a very secretive, secure location. Like it's not, it's kind of a more private thing that's going on. So they don't know a lot about what's going on, um, but they do know that it's on uh, the third level and there's five levels in this building. And so, um, and on the roof of the building is a large landing pad. And so get get the nano droids, go up to the roof, cargo ship comes in, get out of there. And so their plan is to go the next day in the evening. So it's, you know, around early afternoon. So, but like 36 hours later type of thing, like the next, next day in the evening. Um, and so the next morning they're, continuing the plan, doing the plan, blah, blah, blah. And the wolf, he starts getting a little concerned about this. And he says that I'm, I can't go with you on this mission and I can't return with you, uh, with you guys when you leave Coruscant. And he's like, Rex is like, no brother. Why? Like you gotta come, come with us. Like we need you. And he's like, no, I'm, I want to work with you, but I, I want to, I can't go with you. And he's explains how, you know, two months into the empire's existence, um, clones that were given implants and prosthetics were banned from battle. And we find out that with his experience and leadership skills, uh, from the clone wars and whatnot, and how elite he was at, killing and tracking down Jedi. Um, he was actually promoted to a high command position in a star destroyer. And he actually trains and leads clones on these star destroyers. And he does have access to, you know, high level intelligence and briefings and stuff from the empire. And he thinks that I can just return back to my star destroyer and I can be your eyes and ears and be a person on the inside mm. for you guys. And... A wolf in sheep's clothing. All right, just just keep just keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that joke so... was wolf. Get out! No, you can't. <laughs> just Jeremiah, keep going, please. <laughs> Those jokes are bad. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah, right. are you sure you don't have a kid somewhere that we don't know I, about? That- I, I don't have any kids, no. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, Bad Batch and Rex, like, you know, this is actually good. We need someone on inside that can help us coordinate things. So we're just doing everything blind. Like, we have no idea what we're doing, basically. So Tech, he sets up a, a long-range comlink for 
for Wolf so that they can be in constant communication when they need to and all that stuff. And they tell him that, you know, in the coming weeks, you know, if they can get these nano droids that they want to infiltrate Camino, so he needs to help them find a way on the Camino. And so um, Wolf, he leaves the group and he says that, you know, he'll keep an eye out during this mission tonight. If he, if you guys trigger any alarms or if whatever, like he's going to try and help them the best he can. So he's watching from whatever, from his base. Cool. And so um, it cuts to the middle of the night and again, classic, they're on the roof of the building across the street. Ah, and let me guess. Are they going to zip line in? No, down to the sewer entrance thing. No, but we'll just add that. Well, I'll just oh. add that in right now. Sick. Okay. Yes, Sweet. they are. Yes, they are. Uh, Hunter, he shoots the the line across the thing, and they nice zip down, and they they drop straight into the sewer. Yes. Instead of, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And so, but before they do the zip line thing, um, tech, he's able to uh, scan the facility, see you know who's inside. And so there are 10 people in the facility on level one. And, um, but he's like, there's 10 people, but there's something else in the building that he can't figure out. Like there's another life form, but like, he's like, I don't know what's going on. There's like, there's, I know there's 10 people, but there's something else in there. And it's on the third floor where the nanotechs are, nanodroids are. And they're like, okay. Like they're, they're just ready for that. They don't know what it is. And so they continue looking at the building and there's, they see that there's four starships on top of the landing pad that's on the roof. And we're like, okay, you know, if when we're getting out of here, if we need those, like we're going to steal those if we can or whatever. Like they know there's four starships. And so they zip line down and they uh, get to the sewers and they enter the building. So there's the seven tech workers plus um, Bad Batch and Rex. So that's 12 people that are going into this building. And so... Yeah, Crosshair you know, still. Yeah, he's still just benching it up, just sitting on the yep, bench. Yep. Put me in coach. That's what he's singing right now. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to shoot. Um, but tense. So it's kind of like a tense scene when they enter the building because it's you know it's mostly dark because it's night. So like just a few lights are on, but they're trying to navigate the building without getting seen, and so it's them kind of like a cool scene where they're kind of like waiting waiting for someone to cross the, the hall and then they go behind them and they kind of like work their way up to um they use they, to a staircase where they can go up and so they don't want to use the elevators because that's obviously going to trigger something or whatever so they just use a staircase which when i was writing this have we ever seen a staircase in star wars like other than yeah. like at the opera scene like when they're walking up like an actual yeah. like yes Naboo. They were fighting in, yeah, Naboo. Episode one. Thief Palace. Fighting, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's also in Battlefront 2. So well, true. Okay. Yeah, because you have to go down the thing. Yep. Yeah. I'll have to. Same thing in the Death Star. Death Star. Yeah. The Death Star level, there's like stairs you go up and down in that level too. Okay. Anyway, they go upstairs. And yeah. they they get to the third floor, and they 
get into the area where the nano droids are, where it's kind of like lockdown, but tech, he's able to hack in and break in, like, because that's his thing. And so they enter this area of the facility, and um, Hunter tells Echo to hack into the security system and just watch for any alerts, anything like that, just to make sure they're all safe. And so then they start going through to uh, to their rooms. Um, and so one group, they find the stash of the nanodroids. There's 20 containers. like, And I kind of picture these containers kind of like the size of like a, like a microwave or something like that, a large microwave. Um, and so they're all piled up. And Wrecker, he finds in, in one of the rooms a bunch of data logs and programming manuals for for nanodroids. So he's going through that. Um, and then Tech, Hunter, and Rex enter a room. And Tech says, there's a life form in this room right now. And Hunter's like, you're right. I can, I can hear it breathing right now. I keep watch. Like they don't know what's going on. And so they're going through the room and Rex, he finds a cage and it's kind of like in the back corner of the cage is there's there's something in that corner like a little small creature thing he doesn't know what it is and so it's hiding in the shadow and so rex he takes off his his helmet because he doesn't know he doesn't want to scare he wants to kind of like build trust like he doesn't know what's going on he's like hey little guy like it's okay i'm not gonna hurt you and so this creature comes into the light and says Hey, hey, I'm Babu Frick. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So, I'm Babu Frick. Why didn't you warn me? I didn't want to ruin it. What's the name of that episode, Babu Frick? Nope. The Droid Smith. That's the name of the episode. So, hey. Hey, hey, I'm Babu Frick. That's what he says. And so Rec comes in, like not even knowing he what just happened. He's in a cage? They, well, well, let me finish the story on why he's in a cage. Take a Okay. Got this all planned out. I know it's very emotional right now because he's your favorite Star Wars character of all he time. He so. yeah. He's definitely up there. So Wrecker Rec, uh, comes in and he's like, hey, so there's this something here called a Babu Frick. Like, <laughs> and they're... They say that these blogs say that he was enslaved by the Empire to work on nanodroids. And so that's why Bobby Frick is there because the Empire knew that how good of a droid smith he was, enslaved him, and using him to program nanodroids. And so Dang. he's a slave of the Empire. So this is part of Bobby Frick's backstory. Ooh. Now, this is a little, a little fun, uh, fun fact. And I don't even know if I don't even know if it's revealed in the book this new book that came out for Star Wars, but I'm not not too spoilery. But when they go into the array and they rescue those people, and there's an Anzillion, the little creature, that's that species is oh. Babu Frick's species. So, oh, oh, wait, really? So, really? So he's he's like I, acting I, like it's a baby. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. Oh my. I was wondering if in this book, if that Anzillion was Babu Frick, but I don't know. I guess I don't we, we don't. Wow. Do we have a history of timeline with like? Well, I know that age? that species. 
I think lives long. Like it's has long little life. Wow. I was thinking it was cool if that was Babu Frick, but I don't know. That is cool. I was gonna say, chat. That's when you would come in and let us know how long their species. And so it's actually kind of funny why I chose Babu Frick to come in uh-huh. because I was just kind of like researching nano droids on uh, Wikipedia, and in there it goes to that species, the Anzillions, and why they're such good droid smiths is because their eyesight can can see like nano droids. Like they can work on nano droids oh. with their eyesight, they some oh. blind eyes. Is that is and that like, canon? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like on wow. Wikipedia. So like I was like, this is cool. Like I'm making Babu Frick part of my thing because he worked on probably worked on nano droids. Well, that's, that's, cool. that's really cool. That is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool. So <laughs> all right. So they figure out who Babu Frick is and yeah. they're like, all right we need to take him with us. Like we need him to know how to properly program these nanodroids. Like if the empire is enslaving him to do this, he must know what he's doing and programming nanodroids might not be as easy as we thought it was going to be. And so he, so Wrecker, he's excited about this little guy. Cause he's like the big guy, but he's like super excited about this cute little creature. He's like, so he Does takes he off like a, a child carrier. He straps to him and like no. a little thing in the front. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. No. I can't. No. The, those are so cool, man. I want to get one for Ahsoka, my dog. Just, that's, just have it where she. That's gonna be a heavy. Well, she had that girl. Yeah, your dog is like she's eighty thick. pounds and it's like a foot tall. Like yeah. that thing is like. She is literally fifty-six pounds. Straight muscle. Straight, straight muscle. Straight Jack. If you guys want to see a picture of my dog, let me know and I'll put it in the Discord. But yeah, she's. Thick. And her name is Ahsoka, so keeping so Star we, Wars related. Uh, by the way, we have some information from the chat from our good friend Tanner, who says that they apparently r- rarely live past sixty years old. Oh, and they are considered adults at ten years old. So Babu Frick would he would be sixty if he's ten years old now. He'd be sixty. In, in uh, the rise of Skywalker. So, so. Like your canon, it makes He's, sense, and he can't be in the new book. It does say rarely past sixty, so there's a possibility he could live past sixty. Maybe he, so he could, took really good care of himself. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No death sticks or scotch no death sticks. Yeah, yeah. No. So anyway, so Wrecker he takes off his helmet and to go hang out with like the play with Babu Frick, whatever, like he's, he's excited. Um, but doing so after he took off his helmet, security cameras uh, see him take off his helmet and scan him and see that this is Wrecker, who is a defective clone that is part of a rebellion, basically. Because when Rex takes his helmet off, he just looks like a regular clone. So like the security system didn't register because there's clones that work at that facility. But when Wrecker took off his helmet, the security system recognized him. He wrecked okay. everything. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Hit the button. Uh, facial the scan. Button. So he does the facial scan. So that's. So and immediately a silent alarm to the Empire goes off. But uh, Echo, he was able to catch that alarm because he was hacked into the system. And so he says, Wrecker, you just triggered the alarm. We have to go now. The Empire is probably going to be here like 
right away. So Hunter, he radios the cargo ship for immediate extraction and warns that there's there could be a big fight. Like, get ready. And then, so they're they're going, they're grabbing all the, the crates of the um, the nanodroids, and they load them up on a cart thing, one of those hover carts or whatever, and they go to the um, elevator that goes to the, the landing pad on the roof. Um, and so, but then they're also grabbing, like, um, the the program manuals and all that stuff, like what they think they need. And Rex, he gets Babu Frick and he takes him with. Um, but while they're doing this, Wolf radios in. Wolf He's a guy. Yes. Uh, you can't do the same joke oh, twice. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Can't do it. So, to be fair, that's like his third time or no. fourth time using using the name. No, you guys were using it. Anyways, you used it a few times. But yeah. Wolf he radios in and he says, "There's." There's two lats coming in right ah. now. They're, they're going for your position right now. You need to get out ASAP. And so they get up to the roof and um, they they can see from a distance that the cargo ship, where they know the cargo ship's coming from. They see them, it's coming. It's going and coming as fast as it can. But then they look in a different direction and they see the uh, two lats coming at him as well, right? Going So it's a race. Who's going to get the first cargo ship, pick up them up, or the lats? And so uh, they're kind of like, tech, he kind of like does his thing. All right, the, the lats are going to be five minutes, five minutes behind the arrival of the cargo ship. So they have five minutes from when the cargo ship gets there to load up the ship and get out of there. Um. And so while they're doing this, loading up the ship the fast they can, Wolf, he radios in again. He's like, there's three more lats coming. They're on their way. Oh, oh gosh. Like, it's, 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 it's going on, down. Like, it's, it's going crazy. So, um, and so the clones are like, they're on the roof. They're like, there's no way we can survive this. Like, these lats are gunships. They're going to, like, just tear us apart, like, when they get here. Um and uh, there's four of the clones that are kind of like saying in a group, they're looking at, they look at each other and then look at the four starships. And they both like have a look on their face, like we got to do this type of thing. And they, all four of them run to the ships. And while they're running, they look back and say, we can slow them down, get out of here, save our brothers. And everyone's like, no, no, we can get out of here. No, come back, come back. They're like, no, we're going. Go, save our brothers. And so at this time, the 10 people that were in the building at the time, they make their way up to the roof, and they're starting to, to shoot at them. And they're like, now, like, they can't. They have to go. Like, Hunter's like, load up. We got to go now. We got to take off. Boom, boom, boom. They load up. They take off. Um, so do you remember back during the Mandalorian season two, when we were talking about uh, the aerial fight from the siege episode and how it was like wide shot. And I was talking about how I was at that time, I was writing an episode where there was an aerial fight from a far distance. Do you remember that at all? Y- yep. So this is that scene that I was re- referencing that I hinted at that I was writing. And so picture that episode of the Mandalorian where there's, wide shots of aerial battles 
this is kind of how I want you to picture this um, next scene that takes place. Uh, so it the camera view, it would cut to a far distance from the tech facility. And you see the cargo ship leaving, going to one direction up to try to get to hyperspace. They're trying to leave the planet. And then, but on the opposite side of the screen, you see the lats coming in. And then from that, you also see the four starships that are on the roof racing towards the lats that are trying to go to the cargo ship. So it's kind of a big distance, three groups of, of, of uh, flyers coming in, going in their own direction to try and do their thing. Um, and so the four starships, they just go straight for the lats to try and like make them swerve, blah, blah, blah and get off course type of, type of thing. So, but they're taking invasive maneuvers and, but the lats, they get back on course and they're going straight, uh, towards the, the cargo ship that's going high, a steep climb to, to the hyper, uh, to the, to space. And so, um, the four starships, they, they speed around, they turn around to go, they're, they're chasing after the lats and the speeder, the starships, they're a little bit faster than the lats. So they can, they have, they can catch up uh, pretty easily. And, uh, one of the, uh, good clones in the, one of the starships says, I'm going to clip one of their wings. And so, and then another one says, I'll do the same to the other one. And so they go, they speed ahead, fly straight into the wings of the lats to, to clip the wings. They don't want to kill them. Like they, they don't have any, these are just like civilian starfighter starships that are not, they don't have any weapons on them. Mm. And so we're going to, we're going to clip their wings and hopefully they don't die. Like they're kind of hoping that they would crash, but not die because they don't want to kill them type of thing. But they're going to say, we're going to sacrifice our lives clipping these wings to give some more time because there's still three more lats that are coming in fast. So they clip the wings. Those two lats, they they spiral and crash type of thing. Um, and the other two speeder uh, starships, they rush in and they are kind of like a barrier between the cargo ship and the three other lats that come in. And so the, when the lats are in range... Um, of the cargo ship, they start firing as this hardcore towards the the cargo ship, but those two other starships are blocking and they're taking the damage. They're trying to use; they don't ha really have any um, uh, shields, but they're just taking the damage, and it's pretty pretty wreck. They get wrecked pretty quick. But um, by the time they get destroyed, um, the cargo ship is able to get. They're able to leave the atmosphere, and these three lats, they are not equipped for, um, and, uh, they have to stay in the atmosphere. They're not, they can't do outer space um, maneuvers and flights and stuff like that. And so um, they get to the hyperspace lane, and they get out. And so the cargo ship safely got all those nano droids that they stole, and but they lost four clones. Um, in the making, which were four tech facility workers that they saved. And so while they're in hyperspace, um, Tech is able to use his translator to kind of communicate with Babu Frick and tells him the situation. 
and Babu Frick is like, I will help you. And when I help you, I want you guys to give me uh, safe passage to the planet Kajimi. And so, big deal. If you help us and it works, we'll we'll get you to Kajimi. Plan. That's a, that's their plan. Um, and it flashes to after this to Tarkin, and he receives word that Clone Force ninety nine broke into a tech facility on Coruscant, and they stole twenty containers of nanodroids and Babu Frick, <laughs> and. He, he is like, how is this possible? How did they get on the most secure planet in the universe with them? Like, how is this possible? Like, he's pissed. And he's like, what on earth do they need nanodroids for? And he flips the desk, and that's the end of the episode. Dang. He flipped the desk. Yep. All right. If he was Vader, he would choke someone out. That is and true. If, if he was Kylo, he would have just cut the desk in half. <laughs> true. And probably or, the or like a hundred pieces. And like, took off his shirt. <laughs> Don't forget about that. Take off his shirt. Um, All right, so what do you guys think? The Droid Smith episode. I think I would not even have guessed Bobby Frick, even if you would have not blurred that out. That would really? Have been my... The only time that we've heard the word Droid Smith. I would have with... guessed, yeah, that would have given it away for me. <laughs> really? I just wouldn't have put that timeline together. But, yeah, I liked it. I thought it's pretty cool that Bobby Frick is here. Yeah. Is he here to stay, though? That's, we don't know. I mean, he obviously, he doesn't die. True. You know? Well, maybe unless he's a clone. <sighs> I, hope he's, I hope he's not a clone. <laughs> the only time I hope he's not a clone. Right. Um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it's, it's, I mean, it's getting good. And I thought that episode was good, too. Um I think these are they were both really good supporting episodes for what I think is is going to be coming in in the future episodes, you know, especially because they needed the droids and now they have someone who can program them super well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and a plus is Bobby Frick. I mean, come on. He needed more screen time anyways. True. In yeah. The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, that's literally um, like what saved the movie for me, but yeah. <laughs> it definitely wasn't a kiss I can tell you that I don't talk about that <laughs> but well no, it was good. Uh, really good. Uh, any predictions Andrew okay they have the droids they have the droid smith um, and these obviously, are the droids that it, they were they for get out Remember, Wolf is working on the inside of the Empire as a contact. So you got that. That is true. Um, so now they've got someone on the inside. They've got the droid Smith. They've got the droids. I, obviously, they're going to figure out how to work, uh, make the droids work. Um, and, and somehow, Babu, he's going to get to Kajimi. 
I would imagine, because that's where we see him. We see him. You know. Um, um we we see Wolf, right? He's part of those uh clones. Yes. In Rebels, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. I think uh Tarkin figures out that Wolf is an inside job and Ooh. somehow tries to get rid of him. I don't think it's like the next episode, obviously, but I think he figures out somehow that that wolf has betrayed him and he's going to try to get rid of wolf. And so do you think that because wolf is alone, you could call him a lone wolf? Uh, <laughs> hey, Andrew, in Jeremiah's defense, he has not said much. That's true. You know what? You're right. You're right. If I would have said that, you could have. I could have kicked I, you. I, I would have just kicked you out at that point. <laughs> but I didn't say that, and we'll give Jeremiah one. That was good. Um, I I really want to see, and I'm hoping that Tarkin figures out what they're doing, and I hope that there is some mounting resistance to them actually carrying out their plan because so far they've done a really good job of like staying undercover, uh, yeah, staying under the radar and everything. And I, I want, want to see get hurt. Well, Wait. I think they. I think knowing Jeremiah, I think someone will. So I might. But we're only. We're, but they're. But. He. No. Why would he? Why would he lose? His other eye? Uh, but what I was gonna say is that we're technically only halfway through the season. That is true. So we've got a lot of story to cover. You know, we do. I, it's it's been really good so far. Like I would. As a unit, the first four episodes, I think, were really strong together. I think the episodes individually, you know, served, have served the story super well. And so I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, I liked it. I love the I'd cameo. Watch it. And I love the backstory of, of Bobby Frick. I think without that in this episode, it kind of, it kind of pulled this, these two episodes together for me. Yeah. So. Between Wolf. And Babu Frick, these two cameos, it's like it's almost like season two of Mandalorian, where every episode there's this character, this special thing at the end of it. And by the way, it, someone said it might have been Johan, I don't know, in the Twitch chat earlier where you're talking about the insurance. They someone was like, it would have made episode two of season two of the Mandalorian so much less intense because he could have just called his insurance <laughs> and they, you know, like roadside as planet side assistance. But speaking <laughs> of the chat, <laughs> we do have predictions. We do have some predictions. And we have some feedback. Ooh, I'm excited. So, so again, if you're not in the, if you're not watching on Twitch, you know, if you can't make it, that's fine. But if you can make it and you're not doing it intentionally, you're missing out on some discussions here. So, but you can also go on our Discord, and there's a Bad Batch fan fiction thread too. You can talk about there. There, there is. has been a lot of interactions there too. So, that is definitely another way. Or you guys could just go leave your comments also on our Facebook page and our Instagram as well. So don't yep. feel like your voice will not be heard. Yep, there's all kinds of avenues you can take. Yes. Yeah. So Tanner says, "I love the addition of Babu." Super cool to see some background. I agree with him. It's really nice to see at least a snippet of what he was doing before uh, the Rise of Skywalker. 
Johan says, nice, uh, nice tie-in. I'll take anything that makes the sequels better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tanner, this is one of my favorite comments. He says he's a clone, Babu, but with the two U's, like Jorus. He's a he's but he's a clone. He's like a crazy clone. Probably not, but it was it was fun. Uh, Johan says also love to see how Wolf plus Gregor's story looks like in the future before joining Rex on that desert planet. Um, he also says and they have to go rescue Wolf from the Star Destroyer. True, they do at some point. So that would be cool, especially um, if Tarkin possibly, finds out. Yeah, and he also cool. says. Possibly by turning the clones on that ship. Ooh. And you know what's really cool about this, you guys? Is that if you're right, chances are Jeremiah just edited the story and just added yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I have not written season three yet, but I have some ideas. So nice. You guys you give some good ideas. Yeah. I might, I might give you special credit. Ooh, you heard yeah, it here he, first. Johan also says... You think they're losing one of the bad batch? I could see Wrecker sacrificing himself after have having been detected by the Empire already. He's also his least favorite member of the bad batch. Yeah, he's kind of a wreck of a character. He's the same joke again. Uh, Tanner also says, yeah, I was thinking that Wrecker would be a possible sacrifice. Yeah. Maybe. I, I think if they lose a member of the bad batch, Babu Frick joins, the, joins bad the crew that would be fun you know do, have both of you played the force unleashed the game no no I'm, i've been wanting to but i don't have a playstation 3 so. you can buy okay. it on your playstation no you can't we've been over this you can't so i'm playing four. i can't play on PlayStation four anyways <laughs> there is a, a boss battle where you have to go uh to a junk planet and fight a jedi master who is very small. I, I can't, I'm blanking on the alien, his species name, but um, he actually recreates a replica of the Jedi temple out of trash and scrap metal and stuff. And he has droids there. It's kind of a droid Smith, but he has, because he's small, he has like, think of like doc Ock arms yeah. that he uses for mobility and stuff. And uses to help him wield his lightsaber. Babu freak could do that. He could have like a little mech suit. Um, speaking of things, what we if can before do- the events of this, maybe he's the one who built Maul's spider legs? Ooh, that would be cool. Um, well, we have a solution for you, Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah we do. Tanner what? in the chat said that you can borrow his PS3 and his Force Unleashed one and two games. If you want, Ooh. so you might have to contact him your in Discord and figure that out. But this Maybe. is your chance to start your Let's Play series that you've been <laughs> itching to do for years. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep that in the file cabinet in my head right now. Yes, Kasdan Paratus. Thank you, Tanner. I forgot his name, but yes, the, he was he was the Jedi, the Jedi Master. Let's. I want to give another shout out to Tanner because he he came. I'm pretty sure this is the same person, but he came and got the the rule of two coffee, which you guys can it's still this, it's order. The same person. Okay. Yeah, you guys can still order it. But Tanner showed up to the shop 
with a lightsaber on his hilt. <laughs> and it was That's amazing. It was pretty dope. And you know, whose lightsaber was, like, was it? I, I think it was Annie's. Or sorry, Anakin's or Ray's, but it looked no, uh, no. Yeah, I'm just keep keep going, but but yes. Uh, so shout out to him. Um, yeah, because it was pretty cool. I was kind of oh, it's Luke's from All Empire right. Strikes Back. Okay, but I was kind of kind of in in shock in the moments. So I didn't react my best, and I apologize because I was like, <laughs> this this boy is packing heat. And so, yeah, but shout out to Tanner. Um, yeah. But yes, speaking of Road 2, if you guys do want to pre-order that, um, I think right now we have one, but we need seven to create a, a batch of the Road 2. So um, message us on any thing. You can message us. Link below where you're listening to this podcast. You can also message us in Discord, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and the chat on Twitch if you yeah. want to start pre-ordering the bad batch. So the bad batch. Or the not the bad the batch. Coffee, the good the batch. Coffee batch. Yeah. Um yeah. The the way this works to give everyone some context is we can't just roast them and, and just leave them. So we need a group of seven people that will commit to buying a bag. Um, they are $25 a bag because the coffee is really, really nice. I have a bag. It's super good. You're going to love it. I would imagine if you, if you like quality coffee, you're going to like this. Um, and so we need seven people. Once we get those seven people, uh, to commit, Drew will roast the coffee and ship it out. And then we can kind of keep doing that as we have more people. So if you're interested in getting a bag of rule of two coffee from Wesley Andrews, the sponsor of today's episode. Uh, that's how you, that's how you need to do it. Cool. All right. Yeah. Next week. Do we have names of episodes? Jeremiah? We do next week. Episode five is hunted. And then six is, Tarkin. is, um, final test. Ooh. And I will say episode five is my favorite episode of the season. So, wow. I'm excited. All right. Well, all righty. Until then, I, I'm I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to get into it. So, uh, any more thoughts, boys? No. All right. Well, again, Jeremiah, great job. Thank you. We're excited. I know everyone else is that's listening to this. I would assume they are. If they're not, pff, you should be. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, you've been listening to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. May the force be with you. Always. Always.